What's up, beautiful people? It's me, Brigitte Jones here, and I'm also excited to start this segment. I'm gonna call it um, Bible Mondays, just because I don't have another name, but maybe y'all can suggest some names in the comment section below. However, this all came about just in my prayer time with God, talking with God, and realizing and recognizing that I need to spend more time in the Word of God, which we know to be the Bible. And I'm going to use this platform, this space to hold myself accountable, but as well as allow for you all to step into like how people read the Bible, how people grow in the word, knowledge in the word, how inspiration, revelation, and all of those things can come about while reading the word and being intentional about hearing from God while reading the word. So on these Mondays, I'll look to read for like 30 minutes and um, just read through the word and we'll talk about it and i say we'll talk about it with the idea of even going live maybe after like a couple of times of me just figuring out how this is going to come about because again this was just all through my prayer time with god and that's how how it works right you're talking with god you're praying to god you're asking for more of god or you're asking for more revelation of what thus says the lord and god's like no read the word like my revelation is in the word. More of me is in more time in the word. And so like, you know, I'm just here as well, being unapologetically a Christian in a sense of like, this is how we grow in the faith. This is how we grow in who we are, right? Knowing that when we become who we're supposed to be, we can do what we were purposed and birthed to do. And we can have all the various things that we were necessary or are necessary for us to have to live a life of abundance here in this earth. And I say that because we all have our abundance place in this world. However, it may not look like the person to your left or the person to your right. So your specific abundance place is unique to you, but you're able to access it by being and then doing so. And in all, I'm going to start in the book of Acts, knowing that I love it with the understanding that Acts is short for Acts of the Apostles. And so this book comes about as the New Testament book. But it all comes about after Jesus has died and resurrected and um, all that good stuff, right? So we get to see the disciples that were walking with Jesus then become activated as apostles of uh, the faith, right? And they were able to do so because of Holy Spirit that fell upon them um, and that was now and is now living within those who believe in Jesus. So Fun times, good times are ahead. Um, comment down below if anything touches you, um, any parts of this blesses you, any of those things, right? And knowing that, one, this is for me, um, I'm sharing it with you. And so, hey, some things will be able to bless you and benefit you. And I do want to know those things. So obviously let me know in the comment section below. So I'm going to go ahead and step my set my stopwatch will start it and we're gonna go right and so i'm actually reading from the new living translation bible and it goes like this acts chapter one verse one and my first book i told you theophilus about everything jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the holy spirit so there was even so much in that right and so we would want acts like, okay, if we're studying the Bible, if we're just reading the Bible, we just keep reading. But if we're studying what we're reading, we would ask, you know, in my first book, like, who, who is this? Who is this saying? Who's saying this in my first book? And then it's like, I told you, Theophilus. So this, we're realizing this is to a specific person, right? Um, in this case, in this verse, the first verse, 
um, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. So we about to find out, well, in the first book was talked about all the different things Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instruction. So we realize and recognize that Jesus taught things, Jesus did things, and then he gave his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. So in that right there alone, this is just the first two scriptures of the book of Acts chapter one. We realize that we knowing we have the power to receive Holy Spirit, we can receive instructions from Jesus through Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, right? And I say Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, because some people say you don't put the in front of Holy Spirit. Some people like, you know, say the Holy Spirit. I wonder why it says the Holy Spirit. I just read the word for what the word says. And it says instructions through the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in it all, with it all, we can receive instructions through the Holy Spirit, which is another benefit of being a believer. We have the ability to hear from God, the creator of everything, from Jesus Christ, the one who was a part of the creation of everything, but also walked about this earth. We have the ability to receive instructions through Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so that's another benefit from being a believer, Bennett, but also being filled with the Holy Spirit um, because we get instructions, which go along with John 14 and 26. And so as well, like when you read in the Bible and as you read throughout the Bible, you realize and recognize that the Bible talks through itself. In other words, it reads a certain space, but then another chapter or another book, it also speaks to what was already written. And the beautiful thing about that is not all the uh, writers of the books even knew each other, right? Some of them did, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they happen to know each other and all that good stuff, which are uh, the gospel writers, um, which there's even more to that, but we'll get to it when we get to it, if we get to it. Uh, but the beautiful thing is just how the book itself, the book of the Bible just seamlessly go together. And it's all because it was inspired by the same one, which is God himself, right? And so, See how just in two verses, there's so much revelation information that comes about, but we gonna keep going, right? One of the things that we can pull out of this so far is that um, in the first book that was written about everything Jesus began to do and teach, right? But then also we can recognize and realize and know that Jesus gave instructions to his chosen apostles through the Holy Spirit. And so, so much is in that as well, but then we're gonna keep going. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. My, my, my. So much is in that again, right? So during the 40 days after his crucifixion. So what does that mean? After his crucifixion is when he was hung on a cross. That was the crucifixion of Jesus. He died alongside two uh, thieves as well and so he died because people well man no, it's, not, it's not in this book so you know it's, it's funny how you read a verse and you start thinking about other places in the bible but i'm gonna try to stick to the text right not that i'm trying to teach but just read and grow from this however he appeared to apostles from time to time his chosen apostles which was talked about in verse two but then why did he do this now, uh, in this, he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. So though others thought he was crucified to death, 
never to be seen again, never to be heard again, never to be experienced again, never to be dealt with again. He, Jesus, was showing them that he was actually alive. And so some may say, wait a minute, like he was crucified to death. Yes, he did die. However, after the crucifixion, he came about to his apostles to show them that he was still alive. So that's the beautiful thing about being a believer in Jesus and a follower of God, being in the kingdom of God, uh, is that we serve one who is still alive. We serve a God that is still alive. He was alive then and still he remains alive today. He was alive before the world was created and he is still in existence till now and to come, right? And so there's that. But then he talked to them about the kingdom of God. And that's the beautiful thing about the teaching of Jesus. You'll find that that's what he taught. He said in the beginning, when he first started teaching, right? He went to Synagogue. See how the beautiful, it's just the Bible, right? We just go, we go dive in and be inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so in the beginning, when he started his teachings in the synagogues, he went there, read from the book of Isaiah, which is what and where the priests were reading from at the time in which he went there. And he closed the book and said, the, what you've read is before you. Like, I'm here. I'm the one that was talked about in the text of which I read Jesus saying these things. And then he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. And here he is now. After being crucified, now being alive, showing himself to the apostles, he's teaching to them about the kingdom of God, which is, oh, I love it, right? And even on my desk, like right here, it says bold letters, kingdom citizen. I am a kingdom citizen. And I think even shouts out to um, Pastor Michael Todd. He's been teaching about the kingdom or the last sermon series about the kingdom. And I think there's so much to be learned about the kingdom of God. And I'm excited for it to be for it being brought up even to this day, because that was the major, if not the focal point of Jesus's teaching is the kingdom of God. And so even in the Lord's prayer, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, right? Thy will be done, which is a part of the kingdom of heaven, which is a part of the kingdom of God, right? All these things link together to get us to the purposeful place. And so we keep reading. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, verse four, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. So he gave him instructions. So Jesus being with them alive, with them eating, right? He shared with them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father, God, sends you the gift he has, excuse me, the gift he promised, as I told you before. So in the book of John, he shared with the apostles before, letting him know that it's okay for me to leave you all here today. Why? Because a greater one is coming. Though I, Jesus, Jesus saying this, so I am leaving you right now. Someone greater is coming. And the, the greater is coming with the idea that I could be here with you physically in this space wherever I am. However, the greater one, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the one that will tell you the things of God, the things of heaven is coming. And he's going to be able to be within all who believe. So the power that Jesus had was then exponentially multiplied into all those who believe. Therefore, that same power that Jesus walked about, things that he did, the things that he spoke, the results that he was then able to achieve will then be within those who believe. And so Jesus was saying that promise that I had talked about then 
is now come. When I was walking here with you before I was crucified and was telling you of the things and events that were to come, that time has come. But stay here in Jerusalem, he was sharing with the apostles. Stay here in Jerusalem and the father is going to give you that gift. So again, it's just reminding us of that commonality and that thread of the Bible and of the truth of the word, right? The thing sometimes, right? God has shared with you some things that are to come. But then when it's time for that thing to come, God will let you know, right? Through Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, he'll let you know either stay here to receive or go there to get, right? Sometimes we have to go to receive. Sometimes we stay until we receive and then we're told what to do after that. Even with Abraham, God told Abraham to go and he told him to leave where he was living and to go. And I'm going to show you the land that's going to be there for you. And as Abraham walked about, God then shared with him at that moment, all the things that you see, all everywhere that you see, everywhere that your feet touch, I will give to you. And so just sharing with you all how sometimes God will tell you to stay, as he told the apostles here. But then sometimes God will tell you to go. But nonetheless, do what God tells you to do so that you can receive what God has for you. All right, I'm going to run that back. Do what God tells you to do so that you can have what God has for you. All right. Man, there's so much in this vibe. Man, I'm I've enjoyed this time already. Like, my Lord, I hope you are too. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button if you are rocking with your boy till this point as well. I don't know. Man, man, I can already see like us being live, me being able to see your questions and comments and us being able to dialogue as we read through the text. But anyway, uh, do not leave Jerusalem. Verse five, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit spirit come on jesus right and we already know john was the baptizer right john's full name is he was known as john the baptist right and it was not because of a denomination it was because of his occupation or the thing that he did because of who he was right um john being a cousin of jesus why how do we know that well mary which was jesus's earthly mother um, sister was Elizabeth, which was the father, excuse me, the mother of John. So much so that when John, or excuse me, Elizabeth was pregnant with John and Mary was pregnant with Jesus, they came to each other, right? Mary came to um, Elizabeth. And when Mary was in the presence of Elizabeth, the Mary, excuse me, Elizabeth womb jumped. It leaped, as the Bible says, and that was just the recognition that, oh, man, like John knew who he was in the presence of. But ultimately, he was in the presence of Jesus, whom he would baptize. And upon baptizing Jesus, John was like, whoa, I'm not worthy to be baptizing you. I'm not even worthy to be tying up your your sandals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Jesus was like, no, 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 this is purposeful. As you baptize others, I need you. Well, this is not what he said, but ultimately as you baptize others, I need you to baptize me. And upon so Jesus did, or excuse me, John did. And so here Jesus is giving them references of what they already saw to let them know of what was to come. So they were about to step into something that hadn't been done before, right? Holy Spirit has not baptized anybody but Jesus at this point, which they saw it all month. God. So here's the thing. When God speaks, what we're seeing in this text, right? When God speaks about something new that's about to happen in your life, he will reference something that you've already seen and experienced to give you comfort to what's to come. Because if God was to say, oh man, 
uh, stay right here in Jerusalem. And just as you've been baptized before, tomorrow, you about to float to Mars. You better be like, wait up, wait a minute. Like, I, I do remember being baptized before. And yes, I'm, I can go to Jerusalem, but being flo floating to Mars, like, you may try to, like, try to figure that thing out. However, here, gee, that was a terrible example. All right. I'll say that for you. <laughs> uh, stick it to the text, right? Jesus is like, John baptized with water. <clears throat> but in the fruit days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And wow, 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 wow. So Jesus just leading all these things up, right? And this is just in verse five. See how so much can be received and um, just given in the text. And we only 13 minutes in, right? But anyway, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse six. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore our kingdom? So here we can see that the apostles were still dealing with the way in which uh, Jewish people were thinking. Right. They thought that the Messiah um, or, you know, whom we call Jesus, but um, the Messiah was going to come and free Israel and establish the kingdom here on earth within the people of um, that lived in Israel. So that was their mindset, which is why when Jesus was killed, a lot of the Jewish people are like, oh, yeah, no, that wasn't a Messiah because our Messiah is not going to be killed. He's going to come and his job is to restore uh, the people of Israel and establish his kingdom in Israel. And so that's, you know, some of the contradictions of the face, right? And so, you know, we're going to read more about that as we keep reading. Jesus replied, verse seven, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Again, a reminder of, well, yeah, we'll just, that's what that is. Boom. The day is set. So Jesus did not say no. He just said the father alone has authority to set that time um, and that day in which you do not know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I'm going to just stop right there. So Jesus is like, okay, let me answer what you say. I'm not going to neglect the question that you have or the thoughts that you have. But let me remind you of what I did say and what is for you to have, right? And what I said for you is that the Holy Spirit, or excuse me, you receive power. That's the first part. You receive power. What does that mean? Power is going to come. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there is a power to come when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I even love like so we can get into like word studies, which um, the New Testament was written in Greek, right? The in some Aramaic and the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And so we can even look at different word studies and things like that, which the word power and the Greek has uh meaning as like dunamis or like dynamite right that's where we get the word dynamite from which we know dynamite to be explosive right and so <laughs> if you don't know it to be explosive if somebody lights some dynamite and throw it at you you better move fast okay you don't want to be holding it when that bad boy just boom right but just as that dynamite has that explosive power Jesus was letting the apostles know which now as believers or as readers of the word today we can then take on that same understanding that Jesus was speaking to the apostles with for us here today. And so that's how oftentimes messages are being written or understanding is being had because we're able to, as 
believers or people picking up the Bible today, read the word and read it for ourselves. Read it for something that we can lay hold to, right? There are, and I will say this, there are parts that were applicable to the times of that day, as well as parts that we can apply to who we are and where we are today, right? So some things we just have to read it as that's how it was then. And there are some things that we can read it and say, okay, this is how we can apply it to our lives today. And so that's as well how some people believe certain things, other people don't. Some people believe certain things that leaves them in a particular place, as well as some people can read the same Bible, right? The same word, the same translation and say, oh, okay, this is how I could do it today. But I will say the common denominator that I believe that we all should read the word with and through is through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? That power, that dunamis power um, that we're going to keep reading about. But it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus was sharing it with the apostles that they're going to receive power, right? Power through the Holy Spirit that's going to come upon you, right? And you will be my witnesses. Witnesses. What is a witness? Uh, not like Jehovah's Witness, right? But what is a witness? A witness is one that shares of factual events, right? When you have a witness in a court case, they're to be the ones that are sharing what has actually happened in proportion to the case, right? You don't want to have a witness there that was not even present to know what actually took place at a crime scene or an accident, right? When you have witnesses of an accident, you want somebody that was actually in proximity to see everything that took place because whether you're the defendant or you're the plaintiff, you just want to make sure they are factual. And Jesus was sharing that through the power of the Holy Spirit that the apostles would then go out and be witnesses, fact-telling people about Jesus as well as telling people about Jesus everywhere. And then he shared where everywhere it was, Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, right? And so here, how we can read it today, the apostles had the territory of Jerusalem and um, throughout Judea and Samaria. However, it also says to the ends of the earth, this is where we can come in, right? This is where we come in as believers today uh, in this time of the earth, right? With the same power of the Holy Spirit upon us, we have the ability to be witnesses as well as tellers of Jesus everywhere that we go in our own special way, right? There are people that are on street corners that are just, you know, sharing, um, blaring their truth, right? That's their way. However, everybody has their way. My way is through content. Crystal and I, my lovely wife, our way is through content. Life, we're sharing our life with people through our family channels and through other channels that we have. But that's our way of being a witness of Jesus and for Jesus, just living our everyday, walking about life. But the emphasis that I want to put on this particular section in verse 8 is that we, we, just as much as they, we receive power through the Holy Spirit when he comes upon us. And here's the other beautiful part, right? As Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, it says and it reads that the spirit came upon him, right? So again, Jesus referenced to the apostles something that they already experienced happened to him so that it wouldn't freak them out, make them scared or make them doubtful about what was going to happen to them, right? He was sharing with them something they could recall to say, okay, okay, I've seen it. 
happen then, or I know it to happen then, therefore I know it can happen to me, which is why it's so beneficial when we as believers are together in our witness, because as we share about how either good God has been to us or has God, how God has done X, Y, Z, one, two, three for us, it allows for a witness to go about into the world to let others know, okay, if you did it for me, he could do it for you. And so as you witness, you let people, you already plant seed so that when God may share it with them to say, okay, I want to do, I want to give you a blessing. They could say, oh man, I remember Ricky being blessed that way. So man, it happened to him. So it could happen to me. Then boom, shakalaka, they're already in a believing space to be able to receive what God has for them. Why is that important? Because for us to be able to receive the things that God will have for us, we have to be in a place of believing. We can't be unbelieving in the things that God has for us to receive what God has for us, even to be as followers of Jesus and a follower, believer and a kingdom citizen. We have to first believe in Jesus, that he died and that he rose again. Right. And those who do those things are considered believers. And so, you know, again, it just all intertwines together all connects together but it's all for our good right and so we're gonna keep reading in verse nine that was all in verse eight verse eight i have highlighted because this is such a powerful scripture it's an activation scripture but it is also an informative scripture it activates us letting us know about the power of what we receive through the holy spirit we receive power right and we could just have a field day with that power word but then we also are activating into action right we are to be witnesses of jesus right which is witnesses of the accounts of jesus displaying his love his power his blessing his favor in our lives but then we're also to be tellers of jesus everywhere that we go right and so and do it in your own special way. That's the other part of it. And that's why Holy Spirit is even that much more of a power because Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will activate within us, us being you, activate within us being me, activate us being the person as well watching this video, our special and unique way of being witnesses of Jesus, right? <laughs> it's not always about everywhere you go, just saying, Jesus, Jesus, I'm gonna be a witness and teller of Jesus. No, just like some people just live your life right? You being respectful, you being courteous, you being chivalrous, um, you praying before your food in a public place before other people. That's being a witness of Jesus, right? And so let's keep going, right? And so verse nine, it says, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud, he being Jesus, right? He was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see them. So the apostles had the benefit and the beauty of seeing Jesus taken up into a cloud to a point where they could no longer see him taken up, right? Um, all these words are intentional and necessary. Taken up. Why is that necessary? Because it lets us know the direction of which heaven is in. Heaven is up, okay? Right? He was taken up in a cloud um, and so much so that they could not even see him. So let's us know that heaven is up in a place in which we cannot see. But yet Jesus was taken up that way. So man, that's beautiful, right? And you can even ask, like, why was he taken up in the cloud, right? Ask Holy Spirit. That, that's a question that you have. Ask, right? The Bible says, for those who ask, they shall receive those who seek. will find those who knock. The door will be open to them. And that's in relationship to God, right? So if you have that question, ask. You may be saying, why was he taken up in the cloud? Why was he not taken up by angels? Or why was he not just able just to 
fly up, levitate up, go up into heaven by himself. Ask God. God will let you know the intentional purpose for using a cloud to usher Jesus into the heavens, right? So there's that. Uh, verse 10, as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two right white robed men suddenly stood among them. So that's even cool, right? They were they were uh, watching him rise to the heaven. They were straining, right? So I could see them like squinting. You know how you can see somebody even squinting or even might be putting their hand up because the sun might be out. We don't know, right? It could have been daytime. It could have been nighttime. It didn't say that. However, they strained to see him going to heaven. And then as they did so, two white robe men suddenly stood among them. Two white robe men suddenly stood among them. And I, and I say that and I read that um, because... Um, just let you know, right? It, it says about them, two white robed men. So only thing we know about the men is that they wore white robe. That's the only thing we know about the men. We don't know anything else about the men. Don't add anything else I don't know about these men. We just know that they were men. Uh, so let's say, what do we know about these subjects? They were two men and they wore, they were wearing white robes. Um, suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. So this is what the men said. Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. So here, these men in white robes were talking and sharing with the apostles. Why are you staring? Why are you standing here looking at Jesus go up into heaven? Y'all saw where he went. That's where he is. However, someday he will return in heaven the same way you saw him go, which is going to be talked about in the book of Revelations right here in the book of Acts. We see something that's going to be talked about in the book of Revelations. However, they're the two men in white robes, I believe, are giving them comfort. Right. And so, like, hey, like, chill out. You know what I'm saying? But then, boom, when he says this in the same way from heaven, um, you see him go, he'll come back. So we know that Jesus will come down by way of clouds from heaven as he went up to heaven. Then, verse 12, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of a half a mile. So this lets us know where the apostles were, where they were dining with Jesus, talking with Jesus, where the setting for all of this was, was in the Mount of Olives, which I've actually been there. Um, one of the crews, but anyway, it's not about me. The Mount of Olives is where this took place. Okay, everything that we've read, all of this that we've read from verse four all the way to verse 12, we know that this was an amount of olives and this took place. And after the white robed men shared with the apostles about why are you staring? He's going to have it. But the same way you saw him go up, it's the same way he's going to come down. Um, they returned to Jerusalem. Why did they go to Jerusalem? Ding, 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 because that's where Jesus told them to go so they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit that's going to come upon them as the Father had already shared. And so, and the distance was half a mile, okay? And uh, you may be thinking, why is that even there? It's just all facts, y'all. The Bible doesn't leave anything out and doesn't add anything that isn't necessary, right? All things are intentional and necessary. And so a half a mile of this wall is a is a walk because the Mount of Olives is a mountain. It's very mountainous. And so them being on foot, right? Um, it lets you know that 
Uh, they return, but it's say the way they return, right? So if they were walking, this is a walk, okay? Because the mountain balls is not just like a straight plane. It's, it's a mountain. Anyway, when they returned, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying, okay? So they went to the upper room. So that's where the upper room comes from, right? Because they went to the uh, the upstairs room of the house where they stayed. And so I'm just keep reading, right? Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, right? Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. And so let us know this part is particularly necessary. Verse 13 and verse 14, let us know who was in the upstairs room, right? In the house where they were staying. And they let us know they were praying. They were praying together, united in prayer. And um, all these people were in this room together. And so lastly, I'll read verse 15. Um, well, we'll just read, right? During this time, when about 120 believers were to gather in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. And this was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Jesus, excuse me, Judas was one of us and shared in this ministry with us. So I'm going to have to end the reading here. But what is this sharing? During this time, during the time of uniting in prayer, we read about people that were there, but then more were added. 120 believers were added to them who were not in prayer um, in this place. And then Peter stood up and addressed them, right? And uh, shared what he shared. But more than anything, he was sharing in a way of giving them comfort that, no, Judas had to do what Judas had to do as it was to fulfill the scriptures, right? The scriptures have to be fulfilled. The scriptures are the truth. And the truth is what will what set you free, but also to come to pass, okay? And he, Judas, well, excuse me, Peter was talking about these scriptures were talked about all the way through King David. That was the Old Testament, King David, right? Uh, talked about these things. And so all that to say, the scriptures will be fulfilled. So what God has said through the word is going to come to pass. Peter stood up in the midst of those 120 believers to say what Judas did, Judas had to do because this was already talked about in the scriptures, already talked about in the word. And we are now in the fulfillment of that as we are in this given season, right? Or given time or given place, Peter was saying. And so why does that bring comfort to us? That's a reminder that the things that are written in this word either have come to pass or will come to pass. Just as, as God shares things with you and I in our lives, those things will actually happen. Those things will actually take place. We don't know when always. However, know that when God speaks a thing, when Jesus says a thing, when Holy Spirit reveals a thing to you, we know that it will come to pass, right? But we also know that sometimes just in the scriptures that we read so far, God will tell us a place to go. And where we go, there will be for us what God has for us. 
And God will also send us comforters, right? The apostles were giving comforters as they were looking to heaven. They couldn't have, at that moment, they could have said, oh man, this is it. This is it for us. What are we going to do? However, that opportunity wasn't even allowed for them to have because the two men in white robes were there to speak to them. Let her know, hey man, chill out. Why y'all looking up there? Jesus had to go up to heaven that way. But just as you see him going up that way, he's going to come down that way. And that's all the men had to say. We don't know if the men walked with them as the apostles went back from the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem. All we know is after that short dialogue, well, excuse me, monologue, because we didn't even hear or read the apostles saying anything back to the two men. However, after that monologue of the two men, the apostles then went back to Jerusalem as Jesus had instructed. And upon doing so, they went to the upstairs room of the house that they were staying in and they were uniting in prayer. Um, and as they did so, it grew to 120 believers. And then is when the fun starts, right? Because Peter stands up and begins to declare the truth. And then upon declaring the truth, we're going to see what happens, right? And so all that to say next week on Monday, we will pick up um, where we left off was I'm like, where did we even leave all? How many scriptures did we get to? We read up to 17. So we read 17 scriptures in this period of time. And so all that to say, um, great people, you know, find your way of reading the Bible for understanding your revelation as you're seeing a glimpse as to my way. Um, and there's even times where I'll even write more than I read. And so, you know, I'm just doing this before you all. But like I said, I'm gonna catch my groove. Um, through the power of Holy Spirit, and uh, we'll go live and we'll talk this thing through as we're reading the word. And so I'm here. I'm here as a willing vessel, um, obeying what God has shared with me to do. And I pray and know that it will be of benefit and comfort to you as we go about these scriptures. So I love you all. I appreciate you all. Thank you for rocking with your boy even this far. If you made it to this point, if you could put a seven right in the, the comment section i'm just curious right it's just that's just the number of completion and that just let me know you completed this here video so in it all with it all i love you all i appreciate you all i will see you in the next video uh which is going to be monday for this one in particular but then of course we have other things and content on this channel as well so see y'all there until then peace